following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Man, it really is an honor to preach to you. In fact, I read a story about a man who was fishing at a lake near his house. Maybe you've heard the story. Uh, And he was walking home and he was carrying a bucket with two big old fish in it. And wouldn't you know, he's approached by the game warden who asks him for his fishing license. And wouldn't you know, he does not possess a fishing license. And he says to the warden, sir, I I didn't catch these fish. You didn't catch these fish, huh? No, sir. These are my pets. Your pets, huh? You see, every day, Mr. Warden, uh, I come down to the lake, and they jump out of the bucket, and I let them swim for a while, and I whistle. (laughs) And they jump back in the bucket so we can go home. These are my pets. Of course, the warden, not believing him, reminds him, sir, you realize that it's illegal to fish without a license. And the man turns to the warden and says, listen, if you don't believe me, then watch me as he throws the, the fish back into the water. And the warden says, now, now whistle so your fish will jump back in the bucket. And the man looked at him and said, what, what fish are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you better laugh at that. It doesn't get any funnier tonight. I'm just warning you. That is as funny as I'm going to be. And that had absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. But I just read a fishing story recently. I thought I was going to tell that because I... This is how bad my humor is. I literally sat at my computer and cried when I read that. <laughs> just the, the image of fish jumping out of a bucket really just made me laugh. I don't know. Y'all forgive me. God's not done. He's still working on me. But uh, well, let's, let's, how do you transition? There's really no way to transition. But we're in the middle of a series Um, entitled, You Asked For It. You Asked For It, where we're taking questions that that you have have posed to us. Really, you're kind of helping us create the sermon series. And tonight, tonight we are dealing with a topic that nobody in this room can raise their hand and say, no, that's not me. Or that's never been me. There will be not one person in this room that will be able to say that. In fact, this very week, I had a a very astute businessman sitting in my office, and we were talking about this idea. He was telling me, Pastor Brad, listen, I'm I'm laying awake at night. I'm not sleeping. I'm thinking about my work. I'm thinking about what's going on. There's, There's this level. Listen, here's what we're talking about. Are you ready? Help. I'm stressed out, and I don't know how to deal with it. Because here's what I believe, listen, I know some of you are like, oh really, we're going to talk, yeah, we're going to talk about that, because if some of us don't get a handle on this thing called stress and this thing called anxiety, it's going to take you out. And I love, listen, I love, I love sermons that just smack me in the face on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, and, and it's this emotional moment where God just wrecks me in that moment. But can I tell you what I also enjoy? I also enjoy sermons that work on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday 
and Thursday because I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help on Monday through Friday. I work with a lot of crazy people. And so we're going to talk about this topic, help, I'm stressed out and I don't know how to deal with it. I saw a study recently where our generation is going to work 181 hours more a year than previous generations. So this generation is working an entire extra month in the same 12-month period. I also read where 80% of all mothers feel an enormous amount, almost unbearable amount of stress, and 70% of those same mothers surveyed said that they're extremely sleep-deprived. And listen, I understand where you're you're coming from in this perspective, because I I really believe that that some of us are looking back and you would say, Pastor Brad, I really think this is a great idea, but but if we're going to talk about this, can you give me... Like some ways to cope with the stress that I've got going on in my life. Like, like give me some stress relief medication, some principles that will help the stress that I have. But here's, here's what I want to tell you tonight. And that is, until something changes in your life, until, listen, not until you talk about it. Until something changes in your life, these coping mechanisms will never work. They will always be ineffective until something changes at the core of who you are. And so here's the truth. Are you ready for for my entire message summed up in just a couple of words? It's too much. It's too much. there's, There's stuff in your life. There's things that you're trying to do. And I've come, to let some, I've come to let somebody off the hook and tell you that it's too much. You, you don't have to, to have the weight of that on your shoulders anymore. Because the truth is you can't get all the things done that you really care about with all the amount of the other stuff that you've added into your life. It doesn't fit. And that's exactly what time management does. Time management says, hey, here's my life. Here's all my stuff. Make it all work. And it does not fit. It will not work. And, and what this level of stress is producing, right? It's producing the, these feelings of stress that you can hardly deal with. It produces stress and tension. And it's the cause of a lot of your arguments at home and on the job and your frustrations with your kids. It's the cause of a lot of your fights. It's the reason why you wake up exhausted It's the reason why you don't sleep at night. You see, it may be doable, but it's not sustainable. You may can do it for a moment, but you cannot sustain all that you're trying to do for a lifetime. And I'm here to tell somebody, if you are trying to do too much every single... Listen, I get their seasons. I understand that. But if it is a lifestyle, it will destroy your life. Maybe you can identify with this. The book of Job would say it this way. My days go by faster than a runner. I'm not talking like a fast walker. I'm talking about a runner. 
like a mar- you, my days go by faster than a runner and i want you to kind of keep this runner metaphor in your head because we're kind of going to turn to this several times throughout our, our time together tonight but but what i'm trying to tell you is that i'm running all over the place and because i'm running all over the place my days are flying away without me seeing any joy Like I'm doing and I'm going and I'm conquering and I'm accomplishing, but at the end of the day, I'm miserable. My family's not happy. My kids don't even know who I am. Sure, I'm doing. I'm woo. I'm going. I've been a lot of places, but I'm not happy. My physical activity is beginning to take a toll on the condition of my soul. And so I'm doing a whole lot of stuff, and on the surface, everything looks good, but on the inside, I'm miserable. On the inside, I'm not sure how how I can do it one more week, let alone just one more day. I don't even know how I'm going to get up tomorrow and try to accomplish everything that is on my schedule. I want you to picture the ocean and a storm rising up in the middle of an ocean. And what would happen on the surface, right? There would be waves. There would be, sure, absolutely waves would be crashing. But guess what? Down in the deep, the deep is not affected by what's going on on the surface. And that's where I'm trying to get us tonight. Listen, there's going to be things that life brings against you. There's going to be circumstances in life. There's going to be situations that are going to cause some waves. But on the inside, listen, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever kind of life you're living, you've got to have this peace on the inside of you that's unshakable. That it, Listen, I can take my kids here. I can go. I can travel from my work. I can do all this. But on the inside... I'm happy. On the inside, I'm okay. On the inside, I'm content. And this is where I want us to get tonight. And so let me ask this question. Why is it that in this day and age we're so busy? Why is it? I, I feel like I tell people that all the day. Yeah, I'm just, I'm swamped, man. It's a crazy, how, what you got going? Oh, I got a lot going today. Everything's going today. Like the whole world is going today. And here's the first reason why I think we're so busy. Are you ready? We have too many choices. Do you remember the day when there were like three channels on the TV? It was easy to find something to watch when there were three channels. Now you've got 600 channels and you're flipping through. Babe, there's nothing on TV. Oh, not the music channels again, dear heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to make a choice. Oh, y'all don't know my struggle. I'm sorry. Do you remember when kids used to play in the dirt? Any kids or students that's in here, listen, outside of your house, there's soil. (laughs) Let me take it, let me me go back a little bit. I'm not sure if you understand, children, uh, students, that there's this thing on your house at the front. It's a door. You You can walk through that and go outside. Remember when kids climbed trees and broke their arms? We go down a one-mile stretch of road, and there's 30 different restaurant choices. What are we going to eat? That's the, that's the biggest fight you get in with your spouses. And I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't feel like this. Do you feel like Chinese? No, I feel like a hamburger. Well, I don't want a hamburger. We have 10 different social media platforms that we can be engaged in. Can I be a youth pastor for a moment? 
We can't even go to the toilet without our cell phones. I wonder what Susie's going to post. I just can't. Oh, I, I got to see what she's going to post. No, listen, you're in the middle of taking care of something way more important. Susie can wait in between bowel movements to figure out you, what she's doing. I warned you. I told you I was going to youth pastor mode there for a second with those kind of jokes. The second reason why we're so busy is that there's too much social pressure. You're living the life that your company wants you to live. You're living the life that your kids' sports want you to live. You're living a life that everybody else wants you to live. There's just too much social pressure. That's true. It's real. Another reason why we're so busy is this day and age, this generation believes that we can have it all. I can have it all. I can, I can do it all. And it's why this generation is in so much debt day in and day out because I think I can, I can have it all. And you and I, we cannot live at this pace or in this place. It's going to catch up to you if it already hasn't. It's going to catch up to you, and it's going to begin to cost you in the most important areas of your life. It's going to cost you in your health. It's going to cost you in your relationship with your kids, and it's going to cost you in your marriage. And it's time that the church talk about stuff like this and get a handle on stuff like it. It's okay. Listen, I re- you need to work hard, but you need to play hard too. It's okay. Rest. Relax from time to time. So what do we do about it? How, how, do, we, how do we fix this? Or how, how do we get better at dealing and, and managing with our stress? And I promise you, I'm not going to give you ways to cope with your stress tonight. That's not what I'm going to do because I truly believe that something in your life has to change for that stress level to leave. It just can't be done differently. Something has to change at the core of who you are. And so I, I think that... that that we have to believe something first. We have to, we have to believe a, a couple of ideas because if you don't believe what we're going to talk about, you'll never put them into, into practice. So if you're taking notes, they're going to be on the screen. I'm going to move through them kind of quickly. So take pictures or write notes quick, okay? Here's what I need you to believe. That it's actually better to have less of something that doesn't matter than more of what does. In other words, you and I, we've got to reduce our life down because in our generation, we think, what, well, $1 is good, but $2 is better. You got to help me. $1 is good, but $2 is. If one Krispy Kreme is good, then two Krispy Kreme is. If one car is good, then. Two cars is better. If one wife is good, then two wives... No, stop. Don't... No. That's not good. I read a story about a guy who was training for the ministry. And in one of his seminary classes, he asked his professor, he said, Professor, why, why was it that Solomon had so many wives? And the professor answered, son, it's just in hopes that when he came home from work that one of them would be in a good mood. <laughs> ah, come on, that's funny. You got to laugh at that. 
I told you they weren't going to get funnier than the fish joke. Okay, ladies, I'm kidding. We love you a whole lot. One at a time, okay? Just one. Just one. So what do we do? What do we do? Let's talk about it. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says, better is one handful. Yeah, but see, I got two hands. But, but yeah, better is one handful. See, one handful of people have what you're asking for. They have tranquility. Yeah, I need some peace in my life. I, I'm going crazy. My kids are driving me nuts. My, my, my job, my, my wife, my husband, whatever that looks like for you. Well, then it's better to have one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Here's the second thing that I need you to believe and understand tonight, and it's this, is that it's better to live by design than by default. It's better that you know your purpose than allowing your life to determine your purpose. It's better that you go into your world every day knowing what you're called to do and knowing what the, the purpose is that you're trying to fulfill than allow your, the outside world to tell you what your purpose is. It's better to live by design, not by default. The third thing that you need to understand tonight and that I need you to believe is this notion is that it's better to get the right things done not more things done. Do the right things. Don't do more things. So I'm going to live my life, and I love this word. I'm going to live my life with intentionality. I'm going to be intentional about what I do tomorrow. I'm going to have a schedule, and I'm going to do exactly what it says. I need to get this, these things right here. This is it. Be intentional about the life that you live because if you're not intentional, I promise you, people will put stuff on your schedule and on your calendar and in your world that don't matter and it will wreck you. It's time for the church to stop measuring our lives by how much we do, but instead measuring it by doing the right things. Doing the right things. It, listen. We say a lot of times, it's like a status symbol, really, like just how awesome you are. How you doing? Man, I'm so busy. Just so busy. Like the, the busier you are, like the better you are. That's kind of what we do in our society, right? That's what it's, what it's come to mean. But Proverbs would say it this way, an intelligent person aims at just a small path running my race in wise action, but it's a fool that has arrows going in every single direction. I didn't make, that's your Bible. So what do we do? How do, how do we do this? Let, let's jump into this. So we believe these principles. There, there's some ideas that we have to believe for sure. But how do we apply them on Monday and on Tuesday? How, how do we help get rid of this stress that we're talking about? How do we execute it? Here's the first thing that I think every single one of us need to do. Regularly take inventory of your life don't just talk about it do it it's easy to put on the calendar but it's a lot more difficult to carve out listen i'm just saying 15 minutes just, just take 15 minutes maybe once a month whatever that looks like for you and, and start to say hey how is my life doing how is my marriage right how, how are how are these things in my life doing am i healthy we do, we do this at funerals, don't we? Especially 
with someone that's passed away unexpectedly, we sit back and we evaluate, am I ready? Is my life in order? And what I'm saying is you and I need to do that in different areas of our life, and that's healthy. But it's also not just healthy with your salvation, but it's healthy with the everyday world that we live in and the things that you're trying to accomplish on this earth. It's healthy for you to take regular inventory about your life. So find things. How's my faith, right? Let's use that one. How's my faith? How's my marriage? How's my work life? How's my social media life? How's my social life? How's my fitness? How's my health? And here's what I want you to do. Grade yourself. Every time you do it, give yourself an A, a B, a C, a D, an E. E's don't know. Just kidding. I knew E's didn't. It? An F. Whatever it is that you, what it looks like for you. And be honest. Don't say, oh, I worked out one time. Uh, a plus, 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 plus. <laughs> and look back at it over the months. And evaluate how you're doing. Just 15 minutes. Carve it out. Maybe it's just by yourself or maybe it's with your spouse. But evaluate your life. All these different avenues of your life. How how are each avenue, how are they doing? Because all those avenues combine to make your life. And they all need to be healthy. Listen, if one blood vessel is clogged, it affects the whole thing, right? Right? Every area is important. Regularly take inventory. The second thing that I think that we have to be willing to do if you want to help your stress subside and help the stress and the the frustrations of your life go away is this, is you got to make some tough decisions. You got to be willing to make some tough calls in life. And this is where, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm right here with you, but this is where a lot of us This is where a lot of us who are too people-oriented struggle because you would rather people like you than do the right thing for you and your family. You you would rather the, the people in your kids' school to like you than to say no sometimes. If you want to cut down on the stress in your life, it's going to require you to eliminate something, to take something out, maybe something that you even love, but it's not mission critical to your life surviving. You're going to have to eliminate something if you want the stress to come down in your world. That's got to go. I'm letting go. Yeah, I like this. It's not a bad thing. But it's not mission critical for me and my family. I can let it go. I don't have to go out with the guys on Thursday nights. I can let that, that that's, not, that's not important to the health of my family. Well, what, what is that stuff for you? Begin to, to think about it. You got to learn to say no. Learn to say no. Why is that so hard for us? It's tough, isn't it? Especially all you people pleasers like me. It's not easy to say no. Cassidy's helping me. <laughs> and Lord knows I need it. Here's what I'm learning every day by, by people that are so much wiser and smarter than me. And it's this. Is that if you will say no to some things, you will trade, watch this, you'll trade popularity for respect. 
If you, if you will learn to say no to some things in your world, you will trade popularity for respect. Can I, can I just talk to parents with younger kids? Be very careful, parents. Listen, who you allow your kids to spend the night with. I'm getting into that age group where I've got an eight-year-old, and he's got friends, and he's wanting to just go, 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 go. I'm like, bub, you're eight. Relax. But you better be very, think, think back on your life. A lot of the, the things that you tried for the first time, where'd they happen? Spending the night at somebody else's house. You think your kids are any different? I'm serious. Be, say no, it's okay. But I, I want the people in my neighborhood to like me. Do you want your kids to start smoking cigarettes every day? Sure, I want them to like me. But my kid's health and his life is more important than a parent in my neighborhood liking me. A yes may gain popularity, but a no will earn respect. Number three. And this is my favorite. The third thing that we must do if we want to deal with the stress in our life is you got to focus on what matters most. You got to focus on what matters most. There's nothing, I said it at the beginning, there's nothing wrong with doing things that don't matter. I do things that don't matter all the time, I just don't do them first. If I have time and my family's not neglected and I'm not wore out, then I can do things that don't matter. I do things that don't matter, but I just don't do them first. And Jesus would have one sermon about your worry and about your stress. And it's in Matthew chapter 6. When you get home, you should read it. And his conclusion would be this, is that that you need to focus on what matters most. Seek what? Seek something first. Seek it first. Do it first. First, yeah, see what matters most and do that. So the obvious last question. And we'll close with with this tonight. Then what really does matter most? And this this is not earth-shattering, groundbreaking stuff that you've never heard. I'm just going to be really honest with you. But it's stuff that that we know that we overlook. Well, I mean, not today. I don't have to do it today. Right, and, and, and we push it aside time and time again to where it's something that we don't even see. We've, we've grown oblivious to it. What matters most? Without question. Uh, okay, let, let me, we got to establish some framework. How, how do we establish what matters most? And here's, here's how we're going to use that. If it's going to matter 100 years from now, that's a great place to start. It matters most. <laughs> If it's going to matter to my grandkids and their kids and their kids, then, then that, that really matters, okay? So, so with that framework, let's talk about this for a second. What really matters most, God matters most. God, ma- and you get that, you understand that, you're here, I, I know that, but I, I want you to understand that, that God matters more than your job. God matters more than, than what your kids are involved in and what you're involved in after. God matters most. He's the foundation of everything that you do. God matters most. 
And if you believe me, you'll thank me one day. If you don't believe this, you'll look across the judgment throne of God and say, Oh, goodness, he was right. (laughs) Because every single one of us, one day, we will meet our maker. And at that moment, if you don't realize it now, you're going to realize it then, that what matters most is God. God matters most. You, You don't have to believe me, but it doesn't change the fact that it's right. God matters most. God matters most. Jesus told a story about this in Luke chapter 12. So there's a, there's, a rich, there's a rich guy that comes along and he's with a group of people that put a lot of stock in possessions and, and earthly treasures. And he tells them, he says, hey, you got to watch out. You better be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Listen, you got to understand that your job is not all, it doesn't consist, or, or your life doesn't consist of your job and of your football teams and how the horns do. I'm preaching to me. Your life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. And one guy says, no, 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 I, think, I really think it does. Um, really, I, I'm going to be more successful, and I'm going to get more stuff. And watch how Jesus responds. This is so sweet. You fool! You fool, because there's going to be a day. In fact, it's this very night when your life is going to be demanded from you. And then who's going to get what you prepared? Woo, that's powerful stuff. In other words, you're not going to be able to take all that stuff with you. It's going to stay here. The boat's going to stay here. Right? All, all that stuff, the TVs are going to stay here. The cars are going to stay here. You can't pick them up and put them on your shoulders and say, all right, let's go now, Lord. It doesn't work that way. It's all going to stay here. And then Jesus says, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich towards God. So I want to encourage somebody, be rich towards God. Be rich towards God. That's why why we sow into the kingdom of God, because it's what's going to matter. It's what lasts. All that other stuff doesn't last. It brings temporary joy, but it doesn't bring eternal joy. No, not at all. Be rich towards God. Listen, if God is on your list, he needs to be at the top of your list or he's not on your list at all. He's not going to be at the bottom of your list. That's not how he operates. And I'll tell you this. If you'll ever take the leap to trust him with all of your heart, with everything that you have to completely, not, not most of your life, but with everything that you have. If you will take that leap of faith and do that, you know what? You'll come back and tell me. You'll say, Pastor Brad, you were right. He's better than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Like I tried a lot of things. I've been, a, but no, no, no. Jesus is better than anything I've ever done. I promise you that will happen for you. He's better. What matters most? God matters most. People also matter. It's absolutely imperative because guess guess who's going to be in heaven? Not your stuff, but the people around you. People matter. Everything else will burn, but people will make it with you. And that's what I love about our church. 
listen, I love the, the fact that this house is full. I love it. But can I tell you, I love the fact that we have small groups as well. I, I love the bit. I love the fact that your lives are centered around relationships. That you've got people in your life that you can, you can talk to, that can lift you up, that can help when you're weak, that they can say, man, I got you. Come on, put, let me put my arms around you. Let's go. We're going to get through this together. We need that in our world. People matter, and I can prove it to you. Are you ready? I would be willing to say that you can't name and we're not going to guess, but you can't name the titles of the last five messages that were preached from this pulpit. But I have a feeling you can name at least five people who have impacted your life for the good or for the bad. People matter. People impact you. People, people shape your life. And that's why the Bible says... Uh, in Galatians, love your neighbor as yourself. You've got to love the people that are around you. You've got to love the people that you come in contact with. Focus on what matters most. God matters and people matter. He says, if you don't, you'll bite and devour. You'll actually destroy one another if you don't love your neighbor as yourself. So what the word says, and let me encourage you tonight, listen, if you've never been involved in a life group, you need to get involved in a life group. You need to jump in and try it. Well, I don't really know. It's another night. I come on Sundays, and I know, but I promise you, if you're doing life by yourself, you're not living the life that God intended you to live. If you don't have godly people around you, I'm telling you, life Life is better when you allow people into your life. And, uh, but I don't know about a life group. It's kind of awkward. The people are kind of weird for a little bit. Guess what? They think the same thing about you. But just give it a couple of weeks. It all gets better, I promise. The awkwardness goes away. We just wrapped up a, a parenting life group, Cassie and I led, and it was amazing the first couple weeks, you could see the tension. People were like, I don't know if I'm going to talk. I don't want to share. But by, I'm telling you, by week three, there were tears. People were sharing their stories. Hey, how have you? It's amazing what happens when you allow people into your world. You know, I don't even know what group to get in. Maybe that's what you say. None of these groups fit me. Can I, can I just give you one that you need to jump into? We have a group that we, we do every single semester. It's called a freedom group. You need to jump into a freedom group. Well, Brad, I mean, I don't know. I pretty much have it all together. <laughs> if you just said that, you better sign up for freedom group. <laughs> you need freedom from lying. No. But what it does, it systematically walks through to make sure that you've got all the stuff in your past dealt with. If you don't know, listen, next semester, sign up for the freedom group. Pastor Casey teaches the group, and it is a phenomenal, phenomenal group. It'll fit you, I promise. Well, I don't know if I should. No, no, no. Freedom group is for you. You need to be involved in a group because people and relationships matter. Pastor Andy, if you'll help me. Here's the third one. God matters. People matters.
eternity matters. Eternity matters. Eternity matters. Jesus is speaking and the book of Matthew shows us this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that was hidden. It's like a treasure chest that, that's hidden in a field. And a guy comes along and he finds this treasure. And when he finds it, he understands that, that this treasure and this field was not his. So, so he digs a hole and he sticks the treasure back in the hole. But he goes and he sells everything that he has to buy the field. So what's in the field? <laughs> well, like this is a big deal. What is in the field? If there was something that would give you that nice of a return, what is in if you're going to sell everything that you have? To give everything up that you have to go buy the field, what in the world is in the field? And it's very simple. Eternity is in the field. If you're going to give up everything that you have, listen, it doesn't need to be to get a new house or to get your kid over there into this sport or into this. If you're going to sell everything that you have and sell out and say, you know what, from this day forward, I'm going to give it all away. I don't even care. It better be for something that matters for a long time. And I'm telling you, eternity Matters where you will spend eternity matters. Where your family will spend eternity matters. And it's why we should give all that we should give. And it's why we should pray all that we should pray. And it's why we should serve all that we can serve. Let's not spend everything that God blesses us with on earthly possessions. Because it's going to go away. It doesn't matter. It's going to last for an hour or two weeks or three weeks, and then it's gone. Let's spend our time and our energy and our money and, and focus it on things that matter the most. Let's direct the finances of the church. Let's direct our energies towards people, towards reaching the lost, towards sharing our faith with people that don't know because that is what matters. The job promotion matters for a moment. But you'll stop being grateful for that after a month. Right? Come on, God, I need another one. Eternity matters. God matters. People matters. And eternity matters. Just stand with me. You got to regularly listen. Some of you are stressed out in this place. You're moving every single direction, trying to accomplish everything in life that you think everybody else wants from you. Can I just give you permission to forget what everybody else wants for you? Don't worry about what your neighbor thinks in that regard. It's okay to say no. It's okay to focus on what really matters most. It's okay to say, God, you are the center of everything that I do. And if it doesn't revolve around you, then I, it's not mission critical to my family. We're going to cut it out. Because guess what? Your health matters. Hey, Dad, can I tell you? Your kids need you. Your health matters. Take it serious. 
and stress, if we live a life of perpetual stress, where we're stressed out all the time, day in and day out, where you're not sleeping, something has to change because you don't have the joy that God intended for you to have. And so here's how we're going to end tonight. Are you ready? It's going to be a little different. It's not going to be real spiritual. Pastor Randy's got good, like, nice music going. I like that. I'm going to give you some homework. Are you ready? And I saw this recently, and I wish I could take credit for this. Here's your homework. Are you ready? This is so difficult. Not sure you're going to be able to do it. Stay with me. Lean in close. Once you start to take regular inventory, I want you to evaluate and discover where your peace stealers are. The things that are stealing the peace from you. The things that aren't allowing you to sleep at night. What what, what are those things? What what, what is it that's stressing you out? I want you to do something that is FDA approved you can ask any physician in the room this is a medical procedure I don't even know that's like that's not even no you ready it's called shrug therapy I know I told you I didn't get the laundry done today kid snuck out and stole the car. No, I'm kidding. That's not shrug therapy. That's different. I didn't get that promotion that I was hoping to get. And that other... It's okay. hundred years from now, it doesn't really matter. Shrug therapy. Just let some things roll off. Some things that that you used to think mattered a lot. Listen, starting tonight when you go home, I want you to just be like, no, shrug therapy. My kid made a B. Some of y'all having a worship service. My kid made a B, hallelujah. He didn't put the toilet seat down again. Every husband's like, amen. And on the real bad ones, like the real bad stuff. You cut me off in traffic. Not today, Satan. No, it's okay. You got to throw a not today Satan in there. It just kind of adds a little extra umph. You know what I'm saying? Like, not today. Oh, but it's okay. 
Come on, listen. There's some things that are frustrating us, that are getting us down, that are stressing us out to the max. And they do not matter 100 years from now. And if they don't matter, listen, give yourself permission to say, God's got me. Give yourself permission to say, let me end like this. I got two minutes left. Some of you are so worried about finding the will of God and pursuing it and staying in it. Can I tell you, if your heart's right and you get off the wrong path, the path that God, God will find you. Stop worrying about it so much. Listen, if your heart is right, God will make sure that you get to where you need to go. But give yourself permission this week. To just say, if it doesn't matter, I'm going to let it roll off because God's got a plan for me. He's got a purpose for my life, for my family. My family's happy. We're going to heaven because God matters most. Because people matter. Because eternity matters. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we love you. Lord, I'm so grateful. I really am, Lord, that I can stand up here and tell some corny jokes and this incredible group of people will laugh. But Lord, I know without a shadow of a doubt that there's people in this room that are dealing with stress, heavy things, Lord, things that are weighing them down that they don't want to share with anybody else. And I pray tonight that we would start to implement some change in our life, that we would cut out some things that don't really matter because you matter most. Let us put you first. Bless us. Bring us back next week. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Have a great evening. God bless you.